Hello, I'm Jonathan and welcome to the Tamworth FC Social, a podcast all about Tamworth Football Club. The Lambs officially have a record-breaking goalkeeper. Jazz Singh has broken a Tamworth record for the longest period without conceding a goal. We'll be discussing where Singh ranks among the Lambs' best ever goalkeepers. Meanwhile, it was an eighth consecutive clean sheet for Tamworth in their victory over Farsi Celtic. Can the Lambs make it nine away to Hereford? I'm joined by Brett and Graham, and we'll be discussing both matches and, of course, making our predictions. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at TFC Social Pod. If you enjoy our podcast, please do give it a follow and leave us a rating and a review wherever you are listening. A 1-0 win at home to Farsi then, Brett. Another clean sheet and another match unbeaten. Farsi did prove a tough nut to crack, though, for a little while, didn't they? They did. Uh, and they came with a game plan uh, and they executed it well. Uh, I don't think we played that well. Uh, similar to the Alfred and game the week before. Um, but again, sign of a really good team that when you don't play well and you still get the results. I think especially when you throw into the mix, Tamworth played with 10 men for most of that second half. I think we were sort of looking at each other at that moment thinking, right, draw's not the worst result here. Because Farsi to that point, particularly from set pieces, I thought it looked really dangerous. But then arguably that was the turning point for Tamworth to really become the dominant team in the game. Um, Graham, what what do you think? I mean, it is the sign of a good team, isn't it, when you, you sort of pull a win out of the bag like that? Uh, yeah, it certainly is. I think um, two... Two games that they've had now, two big bullish teams in Alfreton and Farsley, similar style of play. Um, Alfreton, some ways quite similar to how we play. Um, so they executed better than, you know, what Farsley do. I think Farsley, sort of, you know, a lot of bullying on the ball and, um, you know, cheap fouls, all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it shows that we can we can grind out results against the those kind of teams, which arguably I think are probably more difficult for us to play. Um, they kind of matched that that work rate and everything like that. Whereas when we've been playing some of the other teams that might play more of the tippy tappy football, um, I think we've probably undone them um, just because our work rate is way above them, um, and you know we just we just find a way to win, um, and we're quite direct. So yeah, it's 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 two decent results, um, and it takes us nicely into into two quite tricky games coming up now. Just a quick word on the winning goal against Farsi. Now it wouldn't be an episode of the Tamworth FC Social without mentioning Tom Tonk's long throw. We'll check that one off the bingo card early doors. I'm still not totally sure how it went in because. I mean, he hurls it into the area. Somehow finds its way into the net. My memory and recollection is the stadium announcer said it was a Tom Tonks goal. But then since I've seen seen it credited as an own goal to the Farsley keeper. Uh, and then in the post-match interview, the, one of the Farsley assistant coaches said it might have got a nick off their goalkeeper as well. Obviously, according to the FA rules, you can't score direct from a throw. So it must it must have gone off the goalkeeper, but... It just again shows you hurl that ball into the penalty area. All it needs is a little bit of chaos to ensue and it, it can flick off somebody into the net. I just find it quite amusing, really. Um, if, we, if we've if we got away with that, who cares? 
how do you concede directly from a throw in? I just, I don't understand. The keeper was that side of the goal and it still ends up in the net. It doesn't make any sense. My view was slightly obscured from where I stood, but I, I swear I could, I saw the keeper sort of try and palm it away. I don't know, because unless there was some hesitation, because the best thing to do is just leave it. If if that throw sails past him into the net, it's it's a goal kick, I think, to Farsley. So the best thing to do would just be just be to leave it. Farsley obviously ended the game with 10 men themselves um, at the very end. Someone actually I thought was a bit of an unsung hero was Liam Dolman. When he came on for Shakuna after Jordan Cullinane Lightbird's second yellow card, firstly, I, I think you wouldn't know that that back four had had so many changes during the game because the, the back four that started and the back four that ended, I think Jamie Willits was the only one who was still playing the same position because Matt Curley swapped to left back from right back and, you know, there's various other changes. But also from set pieces, I think Tamworth didn't look that threatening in the first half particularly, but Liam Dolman comes on. All of a sudden there's a, you know, a very dangerous target in there for Tamworth to to aim the balls in at. And I don't think Farsi knew quite how to, to defend him. I think this is the thing. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we've got we've got this unorthodox throw from Tom Tonks, and then we've got what you would call a slightly unorthodox defender as well. And I think it throws it throws teams off. They don't know what to expect. They try and prepare for it and they don't know what to expect. I mean, that goalkeeper just just having a nightmare with those throwing throw-ins coming in. And then for defenders to see Liam Dolman come up, you know, it's it's sort of a, it's an unknown proposition. And I think it, it it's, it's just added to the, yeah, I guess what we're all about, really. Barsi's goalkeeper, Jean-Luc Leban, he's on loan from Everton. Maybe it was just an off day for the for the fella, but didn't look Premier League class to me. We bowl all Swiss next year. <laughs> Obviously, there was the new signing of um, Manash Sandiri last week came on to make his debut in probably not the best circumstances of judging because he... He came on not in his more recognised midfield role, but he played right back for the looks of it. But probably a little bit too early to judge, but good for him, I suppose, just to to get some minutes in a Tamworth shirt. Um, and the attendance as well, a lot more than I thought it was going to be just from from the eye test, just over 1,400, which is obviously a sign the club's moving in the right direction, I suppose, Brett, isn't it? Yeah, fourteen hundred and forty-eight at home against Farsley. The probably the forty-eight was probably Farsley fans, and that's giving them credit. Uh, not to say that there wasn't that many. Well, uh, yeah, there, there, there wasn't that many there really. But obviously, in terms of what they get at home, that's probably not half bad uh, following. Uh, but fourteen hundred at home, Tamworth fans. That's uh, that's a fantastic attendance. Uh, you know, it's not like it's a star-studded team that's turning up, or it's not top of the table clash, or you know we weren't going to win the league that day. We didn't need to win to stay up, and it wasn't a derby. So, fourteen hundred Tamworth fans at home when there's no incentive either, there's no like pay what you want or kids go free or anything else like that. That's really, really positive attendance. And for me, what I really enjoyed 
going down there is just seeing faces of people that I haven't seen down there for a long time. Um, it was mentioned uh, somewhere a couple of weeks ago where there's people now who were probably uh, not going when we were in the Southern League um, started to you know, you know show interest again. You know, and, and that's that's not about being a fair weather fan, being a part time fan, or anything else like that. That's just about the club catching the attention of the Tamworth public again. I mean, they could have gone to Drake Manor and got a spot. Tamworth won. Scunthorpe lost at home to Curzon Ashton, one nil, which leaves Tamworth twelve points clear at the top of the league. Me and Brett said last week, Graham, we don't want to sort of look too much at what Scunthorpe are up to because it is well in Tamworth's hands at the moment. But result, results like this for Scunthorpe are, are great for Tamworth, aren't they? Yeah, I can't lie. I think I was I was looking at the Scunthorpe score continuously on Saturday, um, especially when it was it was it was nil nil for us, um, and when I saw they were one nil down, kind of. Had a feeling that Kirsten would would hang on and win. Um, they've they were, well, they're basically a bogey team for them this season. They beat Scunthorpe home and away, and I just think from what I hear and what I read, I think Scunthorpe are uh, they're starting to struggle at home, and the weight of expectation on the shoulders is 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 massive for them. You know they have. 3,000 odd fans expecting them to get promoted um, and when you watched the um, post-match interview of, of Jimmy Dean their manager he looked like a broken man really um, he didn't know what to say or what to do um, he looked like he'd run out of ideas uh, so I think they're absolutely feeling the pressure and we're just kind of just sitting here enjoying it and yeah, and that's kind of how it's been all season, really. We're just enjoying ourselves. We just keep on grinding out the wins and they've got all the pressure on them. And now they're 12 points behind. They've got three difficult fixtures coming up themselves now. I don't think we should worry. I think we should just concentrate on ourselves, which is what we've been doing all season. But you can't help but look because every time they slip up and we're getting another win, it's, you know, we're getting one step closer. Has anybody noticed that Jimmy Dean, the Scunthorpe manager, he gets called the PE teacher? And I don't know why. Like, if you go on their, their, their fan, their, um, on the Twitter, their fans keep saying, get the PE teacher out. And I don't know why. Is he a PE teacher? I don't think he is. Does he look like a PE teacher? Who I think knows? I just saying it's that the, the tactics are not schoolboy tactics, I think. Who cares? I, I just yeah, enjoy but uh, this fallen giant has flashed their cash and try and, try and chase a team of part-timers. All the more damaging a defeat for Scunthorpe against Kurz and Ashton, I suppose, because Kurz and Ashton are, are right in that playoff mix as well and arguably a, a promotion rival to them now. I mean, it's, the gap between Tamworth and Scunthorpe, is, which is first or second, is bigger than the gap between second and third, which I think tells you a lot about the the incredible run Tamworth have been on and, and how Scunthorpe are s- seemingly falling away. I don't want to speak too soon. I didn't realise until today that Tamworth got the best defence in the um, 
all of the football, well, football leagues from Premier League down. Conceded 19 goals all season. It is a kind of bonkers record because that's it's not far off going every other game without conceding, I think, if my math is right. That brings us quite nicely on to um, Jazz Singh and the record which he has broken for um, longest period of time without conceding a goal for a Tamworth goalkeeper. So well done to him. Um, Tamworth tweeted that it's a total of 808 minutes, which beats records set by Dale Belford in the 88-89 season, um, 712 minutes. So beating it and some, um, I would say. It's still that final game of 2023 at Rushall, the last time Tamworth conceded a goal. Obviously, the credit goes to the whole team and, and the defence as a whole, as you, you defend as a team and whatnot. But Jazz Singh is, is the man between the sticks and organises the defence and you know senior player in this side now, isn't he? Um, how, how impressed are you, Graham, with, with Jazz Singh and the, breaking that record? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable, really, that we're going back to the end of the last year that he conceded a goal. Um, like you say, credit to to, to to not just him, but the, the defence as well. But I mean, he's been a really good servant to the club. Um, and he's always been consistently very good. Now he's got a very good defence behind him as well, or in front of him, shall I say. I think it's um it's made him yeah, it's made him shine even shine even more. And that save he made against Scunthorpe from uh I think it was Matt Matt Curley, Matt Curley's header. If we win the league this season, then uh yeah, he's uh that's gonna that's gonna be one to to remember, I'm sure, and I'll, I'm sure they all have a good joke about that. Uh yeah, but I mean, all in all, yeah, it's pretty, it's really good. I think he's He's uh, been tipped for a call up to the England C team as well, which is it's been a hell of a long time since we've had anybody uh, in in there or even in the mid. So, won't um, probably I'd imagine it being when we were maybe even last in the conference. Might be wrong on that, but I think that's sort of testament to how far we've come as a club that we're, we're getting recognised like that now. Um, I mean, they can hardly not consider him, can they, with that record? And, and where we are in terms of you know the other clubs within the the, the steps in the system and how many you know we haven't, we haven't conceded a goal in all all 2024. It's brilliant. Where would you say Jassing ranks in terms of the club's all time best goalkeepers? Because statistically he's right up there, um, but obviously Dale Belford himself not too shabby in goal either during his time. Um, would you say, I mean, Brett, what do you think? Is he Tamworth's all-time best or is he among Tamworth's all-time best? Congratulations to Jazz Singh. That's a, an amazing stat to have. Uh, even better, really, it's the parallel for the same year that we won the uh, FAVRs. I think that just shows a special season. And then also just on the point about the England Sea, uh, call up the last player who played for Tamworth. The last Tamworth player who played for England was Alex Rodman in 2010. The last international player for Tamworth was Jose Vega, Kate Verde. Alex Rodman was the last 
player we've had in the England C team. Wow, that's crazy. Best ever Tamworth keeper, Jazz Singh. Uh, he could be. The record books and history will on that. He's definitely up there. Uh, and I've just mentioned another great Tamworth keeper there, Jose Vega. Um, I mean, others will say that his kicking let him down. Um, which, yeah, I get couldn't kick, but he was a fantastic shot stopper and he made some great saves for us in the conference. Uh, Dale Balford, obviously, of course, was a trendsetter and a club legend. Uh, and the fact that he played in, uh, I'm sure it was, I'm pretty sure it is, but the fact that he played in four separate decades for the club as well, you know, there is not many people who can say that they've done that at any level. Um, Darren Axon, obviously, he's uh, kept goal for the first time that we went up from the Southern League. Um, we've always been blessed pretty much with really, really good goalkeepers. There's one thing that Tamworth are good at, it's finding and maintaining good goalkeepers. Yeah, I I always I always like Darren. I was Darren Axon was a, was a great keeper. Um, think in more recent times, I suppose James Belshaw. He was a very very good keeper. Enjoyed watching him. I think we were talk. We we had a discussion about us the other day. We offline and some good ones. Ryan Price. He was good when we were in the conference days. <laughs> Danny Alcock. Like you say, Brett. Tom have always had very good goalkeepers. He he kept the number one shirt for a little while, didn't he? I don't remember. If, I can't remember if we got promoted or if he ended up getting another job that meant he couldn't stay full time or something. But I'm pretty sure that was the reason why he ended up leaving as well. And then you've got some other obviously really good bonds as well within that. You've got uh, James Dormans. He was a kid as well. I think he was one that we were looking at having for longevity. He was decent. Then he got injured. Jonathan Hedge. Same year that we had Joe Collis, the two amazing goalkeepers. While we had two of them at the same time, I have no idea. Um, because we only really needed one or the other. And then it ended up being Collis that played against Everton. I think we could actually do a whole episode of Brett just talking about time of goalkeepers. Something these goalkeepers have in common, a lot of these names have been part of very successful Tamworth sides. So Belford won the Vars in 89. believe he was also part of um, the side that won the league in 96-97 Darren Acton um, FA Trophy finalist I believe um, and got promoted that same season Vega obviously it's not silverware but the FA Cup run it's probably no coincidence these are these are all very successful time with size and you've got a very good goalkeeper at, at the heart of them all um, if I could get a sort of maybe a top three not necessarily in any order from you both, just just of the names you would you would sort of pin down as your all time three keepers for Tamworth. Brett, do you want to go first? Vega, Axon, and Belford. What are you, Graham? Does Jazz Singh find a way into your top three? I think I'm yeah, I'm in a slightly different just because I wasn't really around in the era of watching Dale Belford. Um, I only really saw him at his uh, at the tail end of his career when he was having a handful of appearances. He was basically just playing in the Birmingham Senior Cup games, um, and he was he was well over forty, I think. So, um, but I totally respect what he did, and he was, he's obviously a massive legend for the club. But I'm just going to go on in the basis of goalkeepers that I saw. 
So I'm going to go Darren Acton and I'm going to go Jose Vega. And I'm going to go Justin. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if we finish the season and we've, we've got promoted, he's, he's helped us into two promotions in a row and he's broke records. Just before the Farsi game, it was confirmed that Chris Ray has returned to Tamworth on a month-by-month loan until the end of the season. Good option to have in the squad. Um, was a very, you know, decent player last time out. Got a couple of goals. And I think if ever anything was to happen to Dan Creaney or indeed Ty Deacon, then you, you need a, a good option, don't you? I mean, he may well start games anyway, Graham. Yeah, I think the good thing about this is, is that he he wants to come back uh, he said he wants to come back. He's obviously not having a great time at Hartlepool and it's not worked out for him there. And um, yeah, he came here and he, he had a reasonable, you know, reasonable few games for us, scored a couple of goals um, and he did a job. Um, so the fact that he wants to come and play here and be part of what we're doing, and I think he obviously must, he must enjoy being part of that group. Then it's a good, it's a good sign for us. And we did all sail. We, kind of quite like him to just stay as an option for the end of the season uh, when he when he was here so yeah I think it's I think it's good um, and it's can uh, just continues with, with where he where he left off before hopefully Hereford away then on Saturday chaps Hereford got knocked out of the FA Trophy last Saturday they are just outside the playoff positions in the National League North but Interestingly, they are the only team in the top half of the table with a negative goal difference. Are we expecting a repeat of the 4-0 win that the Lambs enjoyed back in August? No, but I think we'll win. Because for Hereford, now they're out of the cup. They've obviously got to focus on the league and making sure that they get to the playoff spot. And we smashed them down the Lamb. So we should be going there full of confidence that we will be uncomfortably again. And I think we do. Obviously, it's a bit of a concern having Jordan Cullen and Lauren Bird out and Creaney not back still. Depends if uh, Aqua is fit. We've still got the momentum. You know, we, we ground the result out against Farsley. So, yeah, I think, we'll win. I think we'll beat them. And we don't concede goals. So, we'll beat them. Graham? Well, I hope we beat them. Um, mainly for the fact that I was listening to their uh, radio, Hereford FC, and they, they seem to underestimate us quite a lot and undermine what we've done, which is quite frustrating. There's a lot of, um, quite a few uh, ex-Hereford players that, that that play for Tamworth now. Um, Carl Finn, Jamie Willits, uh, Jordan Conley Liber, and they're all quite sort of surprised by what they're doing at Tamworth. And obviously, you know, Andy Peaks, I think he's got to take a lot of credit for that because he's coached these guys until what you know what what we are now um so yeah I, I similar to brett i i think we'll beat them um they do concede a lot of goals so i think they're going to be more open than the games that we've played against farsley and alfreton recently completely different style of play um we have got to watch out for jason cowley up front um he's he's going to be the danger man for them so they seem to think he'll do a job on Jamie Willits I think that's what's an interesting thing about this that there's probably a few players in the Tamworth team that will you know want to go there and prove a point and 
say, you know, we're bigger and better than than this now and we're going places. So um, it's uh, I, I expect it will be tight because all of our games are quite tight, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, you know, obviously we, we beat them. We beat them at, at home. Um, I think they were probably a, a different side then. I think they were still gelling as a team um, because they've really pushed on. Um, you know, and then kind of second half of the season. Um, so, yeah, it, it it will make for an interesting game. I make Tamworth's last visit to Edgar Street being in October 2019 when Tamworth beat Hereford on penalties in the FA Cup. Just intrigued to see if either of you know, assuming I've got this correct, do you know the last time Tamworth won at Edgar Street in 90 minutes. Graham, do you want to have a guess first? Uh, was it 2004? Any advance, Brett, on 2004? I don't remember us ever beating Hereford at home. Uh, I remember going there and just getting tanked usually. Uh, 2003? I make it December 2003. So according to my uh, research, Tamworth won 1-0 with Richard Dryden grabbing... The crucial goal. Is this where Bob Taylor scored that ridiculous goal? I saw that goal on YouTube the other day. It was it's unbelievable. It was 1-0 that year when Richard Dryden scored the winner. It's quite a, a sort of unusual set of circumstances to be going there, absolutely flying in a league where Hereford are, sort of would be very happy with playoffs, you'd imagine. Uh, you, Brett, you must have been to Edgar Street in your time, but I doubt in circumstances like this. I remember going to Hereford just thinking we're going to get smashed here. And all I ever remember us doing is getting smashed there. So I don't remember that that, that picture at all. Um, so, yeah, odd, strange times that we are living in. Um, it's a funny old ground, Hereford is. Funny and old. Uh, it's a bit bizarre. Um, that it's that two-tier stand where the away fans stand underneath the home fans who sit down, uh, and it's got those two ter- those two curved terraces at the back. It's, it's definitely old and got a lot of character. I'm not coming into this game feeling like I felt for the Alfreton game, where I I really sort of felt a draw is going to be a a fantastic result here because I think. Following the Farsi win, I don't. It's not the same as going to Scunthorpe and giving it, you know, your absolute all, leaving everything on the pitch, and you've got to go again later that same week. I think I'd like to feel that Tamworth are sort of, you know, in the early stage of another really strong mini run. We've had a full week um, off. It's just picking up where we left off again, um, and we'll, you know, we'll have the, our usual game plan in place and. It's worked for 95% of the season. So I'm feeling pretty confident going into that. And when you look at kind of the stat side of things, it weighs up in our favour. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got to we've got to go there favourably. I think the only slight doubt in my head is that you always think, well, Hereford are going to bring a big crowd and all of that. Um well, the pressure get to us, well, why would it? We've gone scumfuck on a Tuesday night and beaten them in their own patch 
undeservedly so. So we're bigger and and better than than, than what I'm making out we are to be, and and that's the thing. And I think uh, it's interesting, like I say, going back to those the, the Hereford fans on the on the on the podcast and sort of undermining what we're doing, comparing what we're doing right now to Leicester winning the Premier League, which is just unbelievable because we've been here before. We've won this league twice, you know, in in, in my generation. And yeah, we, we, we deserve to be here. We're not here by fluke. Look at the stats. Time for your predictions then, chaps. So a reminder, one point for a correct result, three points for getting the scoreline correct. Graham, you thought Tamworth would beat Farsi 2-0 last time. Brett, you went for 3-0. So neither of you quite got it right this time. Um, so you both settled for a point each. That keeps you top of the predictions table, Graham, on 17 points with Brett just two behind. What is your prediction for Hereford away, Graham? I think we might finally concede, but I think we will win. I'm going to go 2-1 to Tamworth. Well, I was going to say 2-1, but it was, uh, we can't have the same score on each. Uh, I will say 2-0. I do think we will concede, but I'm saying 2-0. You can go 2-1 if you want, Brett. It just, just means you you won't retake top spot. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. That's all for this episode of the Tamworth FC Social Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on social media at TFC Social Pod. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do give the podcast a follow and leave us a rating and a review wherever you are listening. Until next time, goodbye.